0: Welcome to Life Skills for Kids, Superstar Practical Strategies, your go-to podcast for surviving and thriving with your children. I'm your host, Deb Hopper, and as a parent and an occupational therapist, I understand the reality of getting through each day with the kids. Join me as we delve into tips, tricks, and strategies that you can use today. Hi, and welcome to the Life Skills for Kids podcast. I'm your host Deb Hopper. Welcome to today. We are talking with the amazing Pauline Duncan today, who has a passion and a drive for helping families and how to connect and to be grounded to help our children. So, hi, Pauline. How
1: are you? Hi, Deb. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you.
0: Cool. So, do you mind tell us a bit about the background, about how you came to be passionate about this area?
1: Yeah, well, I'm a homeschooling mum of three teenagers myself and through being with my kids and all the kids that they hang out with, my background in teaching and special needs, I just have been seeing lots of things going on in the world that the the teenagers need a lot of support, a lot of understanding because I think the teenagers get a bad rap and really they're just children going through a journey in life where they're going from the child years to the adult years and sometimes they just don't get it themselves and they're just trying to make ends meet and I want them to understand that's just normal and that's okay but I also want to help the parents say that is okay too but then helping them both to build their self-confidence, their self-esteem, that they can do anything they want but understand why their emotions go everywhere, why they sometimes struggle with things and maybe why their parents say, no, they can't do something, to the adults being able to cope and feel like they're flourishing and they've still got that connection with their child, they're rejoicing in what their kids are doing rather than thinking it's a major, major struggle. Because, yes, it is challenging. Parents' job is challenging. But, yes, it is also rewarding and loving and beautiful. So I decided that I'd like to be able to be there for that. I have two boys that suffer severe anxiety and there's so many challenges as a parent. And I'm a single mum as well. So I'm with my kids all the time. So I have to find ways to manage and enjoy my life with my kids and Having three teenagers all at once, they were all very, very unique and being able to to work with them. So through all that, I just wanted to be able to support and help parents enjoy this part of their children's lives.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I think just in my work with families as well, you know, just being able to validate for parents that this is a transition time, you know, for the whole period of, you know, childhood, but especially from 10 years up to 15 like there's so many massive changes happening I really like that and I really like too how you like to explain to teenagers that this feeling of perhaps being out of control you know not being in
1: control of your emotions
0: you know having things change the bodily changes you know
1: all the time it can be really unsettling. It can and I was brought to my thoughts the other day that we've all been teenagers if we can go back to how we felt as teenagers and all the ups and the downs and the mixed emotions and the not being able to be you if you're depending on your situation or how it's hard to be you or, or the or finding where you are, your place in the world, your identity can be quite confusing and an emotional roller coaster. so I want to be one of those people that they can open up the doors and show them that there is people out there that do care that do help you get to be who you really want to be. And after thinking really back to my own childhood, I go, yes, that is exactly what I needed right then was someone to hold my hand or to tell me I'm okay just the way I am.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And do you work mainly with parents or mainly with the
1: teenagers? I think it's a unison thing. Yes. Really helping the teenagers from their angle. And even helping them to see the perspective of their parents, why the parents might be responding the way they are, but also helping them understand their changes and helping build themselves up so that they can succeed in life and follow their dreams and do all those kinds of things. And then in, in unison with the parents, teaching them how to understand the child or their teenager Because they're still are their child. I still call my kids my babies. Even they say to me, "I'm home. Don't call me that." I go, (laughs) "I'll always be babies, even at (laughs) forty, won't they?" (laughs) So, and then helping the parents just see that that they are their children. They're going through these changes. It is hard for them, and it's hard for you. But you, as the parent, are there to guide and help them through this process. And then to help the parents look at themselves and go, "Why is it bothering me so much?" Is there another way, uh, one, maybe it could be looking after yourself, Mm -hmm. it could be that you're emotionally exhausted, overwhelmed, it could be that you had a crappy childhood and your child triggers something in you, Mm -hmm. it could be that you just don't understand what's going on with them. So all those kinds of things I want to share with them, help them see within themselves and things that suit their family, not what I'm telling you to do, what you see that works for you and your family and perhaps within that you find a pathway that you stay, either stay connected or reconnect because my goal is to mm. things go into crisis stage and your child is so depleted that they want to kill themselves. I'm big on reducing the suicide rate because it's inc- ever-increasing mm. here, here and all over the world and if I can prevent even one of that by helping families reconnect, stay connected, enjoy each other, then oh, i'm very happy with that and so yeah just looking at both sides and helping them i guess decipher work out what feeds their souls and helps them connect together as one
0: yeah yeah so what's a couple of ideas for how we can stay connected with our teenagers when and our children when there's so many changes and we are everyone's kind of floundering in the relationship
1: yeah well for me it would be from a parents point of view i would suggest staying as calm as possible, because if your emotions are all over the place and you're getting really annoyed and frustrated, or you're thinking it's an attack about you or whatever the emotions that you're feeling, it's to step back and just take a breather and really have a look at what you're doing. It may be that you need even to have to walk away from the situation and get yourself a breath before you come in with a comment or a reaction because often it's not about that it's obviously something else that's going on or your child might actually be having a problem and that is why they're in the situation but you won't see that unless you have the chance to actually talk to them and I've seen this all my life in my teaching background even in primary teaching there's usually an underlying cause and you have to step back when mm. they don't mean to do what's happening mm. is the hormones or the the changes in the brain and thinking they're all grown up but they're not really or it might be that they are just having a really crappy day because your mum, they know they can let it out and you'll still love them regardless. Yeah. So our role as the parent is to step back, take a breather, check in with our emotions and why it's happening and then come back and maybe then have a discussion when everybody has calmed down and diffuse that and I guess my other one is you know if a child comes to you with a problem or is not feeling good or they've walked in the door and they drop everything you've got and phone messages whatever and just stop and talk to them or if they come to you like my oldest boy has changed from being very cuddly to not being but he has a certain thing he does with my ear and that shows me he wants his time with me or his affection or he wants me to show me his video clip from scooter And I know that's his way of trying to connect with me. So I stop and I give him that time. Mm. It's not like we used to do, but it's his way of connecting. So making sure we take notice of when our children are trying to connect with us and so stay present in that moment for that.
0: Absolutely. And I find for myself with my kids that when we are aware of two or three key ways that they do try to connect or what their main interests are, if we do take that time you know, it could be like 30 seconds. It could be like five minutes or, you know, 15 minutes. But if we can give them that time, then they've got their love bank being a bit more full and they can go off and, you know, they're happy, they can do different things. Mm. Life just goes a bit easier, doesn't it?
1: And it's no different to when they were like two or three and they really just wanted you to have a look at that book with them just for that five minutes. But we think, oh, no, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, we've got to do this. Yeah. If you gave them that five minutes, then they often go off and play for another 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever they're doing, and then you've given them that love that they needed. And I often talk about the five love languages, that we all have the different love languages that we connect with. And if parents want to find out more, there's plenty of that on the internet, but it's so important. If you don't know what your child really requires to feel loved, then check out the five love languages by Gary Chapman mm,
0: I love that book I really do too yeah sorry I just bought the teenage version and it's got like a little um like a checklist questionnaire that you can do in the book or online I think to look at you know what's your love language and what's their love language
1: well my kids for Valentine's Day last year we did the five love languages for our family mm-hmm. I've still got the mine on my wall on my door to my bedroom my kids wrote everything about me so I was just thinking the other day, We'll do that again and do the five love languages again and see, check in with ourselves. But if you're having trouble with your kids, it's probably worth having them somewhere so that you can double check regularly because you do forget. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, a, it's a beautiful thing and you can do that with adults. You can do that with, so in your relationships and things like that, you, you can do the same thing. But yeah, that would be one thing that was really a useful tool for connecting with the kids.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, so talk about connecting, talk a little bit about staying calm and you mentioned about, you know, taking yourself away even just for a couple of minutes, you know, doing the breathing. Are there any other ways that you really like for yourself to keep yourself calm? I dance. Do you?
1: Fantastic. <laughs> I will walk away and put some music on, have a dance. Or, you know, some people, you know, we talk about going out to nature, getting outdoors, Grabbing that cuppa, maybe you've responded in a way to one because you didn't expect it was going to happen but it just could because you're so busy, overwhelmed, don't have a cup of tea. Any way that you can reconnect to you just time out because I'm being a single mum homeschooling my kids. My kids are with me 24 hours a day so I have to find ways for me to get time out yeah. or give me that myself that gift of 10 minutes to stop and eat my food or mm. just those things that, help us to, well, stay grounded and stay instead of up in our heads because that's what happens. We get very, very busy and we stay up in our heads. Mm. If we can slow ourselves down and take that time to eat that lunch, particularly lunch that often seems to be the one, or breakfast rushing out the door, I get up early, I get up at 5am and now I'm going to start getting up at 4am so that I get me time And biz time, and so I do meditation, journaling, all those kinds of things to help myself and work on my mindset to keep me positive. Mm -hmm. Then the rest of the day, I'm very, then I know I've done those things for myself, then my kids and my kids for the rest of the day, basically in between the odd things here and there. So that's how I kind of manage to try to keep calm. And if my kids are flaring up, then under my breath, count to 10, do my breath, whatever and then address whatever's going on yep. for them. Fantastic. And I know that getting up can be really hard, but it can be really rewarding. I mean, some people are the other way, aren't they? They stay up really late. Yes. Whereas I find I get too tired at the end of the day and then I miss out on the things that I need to do for me to replenish me. So I tend to go into the morning and then it starts me on a productive day that I've done that for myself. And say if you're running a business or you are you know, got bills to pay or whatever, you get all that done early. Mm. And then you get children the undivided attention as well. Or if you go to work, then you you know you've ticked those boxes for you, so you're not feeling like you're missing out. And I know that from being a single mum. If I and I've learned that over the years, though, this hasn't come easy because I gave all my energy to my children, and so I became exhausted. Then I left my marriage and then the whole whole and of stuff. Yeah. And in that, I learnt that I still didn't give anything to myself. So over the now, over the last few years, I've now learnt if I don't do things for myself I can't manage as easily everything that's got to go on yeah. you can still do it but it, you're in a different very a different space and you're coming from a different place so I'd rather come from my heart and feeling good and happy and that's my role in life is to help everyone feel good yeah you're meant to feel good
0: yes yes
1: and that's a choice that we make so we can make a choice to feel good or we can stay in the place that we're in. And that's what I wanted to teach the teenagers because our society doesn't always allow that to, for us to happen, that we can choose how our life goes. Mm. We can choose what we do in our life, where it is, whatever we want. We can have what we want and giving them strategies how to go about that and creating that mindset that we do have a choice and we it's all about how we look at the world and if we're looking at it from one way and things are all going, you know, not going so good, well, how can we change it? Let's change it. What's the way we can turn this around? So I always think that when special last few years, and even with my children with anxiety, go, okay, yep, you're anxious. I get it. Okay, what can we do about it? What is it something that we can do or can we change for next time mm. so that it doesn't happen again? Or So, creating a toolbox, and that's what my course is about, is creating a toolbox for teenagers, but also then another for parents, that they've got a little kit of things that they can use and tips to use when things are going getting tough, so that we don't end up going spiraling further and further and down and down and down, and then other things can happen.
0: Yeah,
1: or can not doesn't mean to say that will, but you know that's my goal is to prevent that if we can have a toolbox and.
0: Yeah, I think having a toolbox, it's just nice to know that you've got a plan and when I'm working with kids with anxiety, you know, most of it is just, you know, talking about, you know, how they're feeling at the time and when they are feeling calm, yeah, what is that toolbox? What are the go-to strategies, you know, when you're starting to recognise that the anxiety is starting to escalate? How can we ground our body, <laughs> just ground our nervous system because when we are feeling calm, our brain can remember to pick up that plan you know, think things through and even just getting started, you know, getting started on a project, a school project, for example, you know, if children get overwhelmed with, you know, where to start or what to do, just helping them to have like a, I guess, a mind map or a structure for mapping out, you know, do this, do this, do this. That can be really helpful as well.
1: Mm. agree.
0: So we have talked about, you know, the frustration of and the rewards of parenting, how to stay connected, how to stay calm and being present with our teenager. What's the main takeaway thought that you would like to leave with parents?
1: My main takeaway would be for parents to take care of themselves first. Yeah. And be mindful of how they're feeling and their emotions and finding tools to then help keep those emotions, um, I guess, in a calm, grounded way and happy way. So if you're not happy and you're feeling, or you're feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, anxious, worried, as I said earlier, it's going to make your life more difficult as in managing your children's emotions, as in, well, life in general. So I'd say work on your, look after you. And it could be as simple as, like me, I get up early or it might be an exercise class that you've been putting off that you really, really want to do, but you haven't done it. Or delegate some of the jobs in the house to someone else. Your teenagers are old enough, they can help delegate. We, in our house, we rotate the jobs and they get a bit of choice. And I also encourage different ones where they're learning. Just things like that that can look after you a bit more would be my main thing for the parents you're responsible for your kids. We had them, we're blessed with them and it's your responsibility to guide them and model it and show them how life can be really, really good and that you love them and they love you and we can do this together. Because teenage years are really, really tough for the teenager and for the parents with those emotions that are going up and down all the time.
0: Yep, yep. They are very encouraging words. Thank you so much, Pauline. Now, if people would like to connect with you, and I really would recommend this, they can find you on Facebook, can't they?
1: They sure can. Currently, my group's called Fun Back to Basics because I like things to be fun and simple and not heavy going because, you know, life can be really heavy, but also bringing you back to the simple basics. of like staying calm, taking care of yourself, breaking it into small steps, that kind of thing. It will get a change around eventually that name, but for now, you can find me on Fun Back to Basics. Yep. And all the information about workshops and courses are coming and will be up there. I'm just updating that Facebook page at the moment. There's information on there that you will see about what I'm doing and you can even PM me if you want any further.
0: That would be fantastic. So we will put that web link. So it's facebook.com forward slash fun back to basics. And just Pauline, let us know the new link once you change that and we can update that on the podcast.
1: I will. I'm playing with the the pictures and the name to but it will have something to do with teenagers on it. That's for sure. Fantastic. Something like teens biz. That sounds awesome. Oh, Pauline,
0: it's been lovely to to meet you and to chat with you over this call. And I would love to have you back sometime. Perhaps once your new course is launched, you can help parents in the next stage.
1: You're welcome. No problem. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. Thank you.
0: No worries. Thanks, Pauline. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the Live Skills for Kids podcast providing you with superstar parenting tips and empowering you to be the rock in your child's life. Do you have an anxious child and feel overwhelmed and unsure how to help them? Check out my book, Teaching Kids to Manage Anxiety, Superstar Practical Strategies to help your anxious child move from fear and worry to confidence and peace. See you next time.